The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. When we know Jesus, we got a promise right there. That's a hope we can look for, we can count on it. It's just as sure as the breath you're breathing now. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He is my shepherd. We use that a lot of times at funerals. But can I tell you what? It's a time of joy to know that. It's a time of joy for a family who has lost a loved one to know that they are now in the presence of the Lord. When we believe in Jesus, when we believe in the gospel, when we believe in the Bible, and we have a loved one that we know, they're saved. They've given their heart to the Lord. They've fought this battle. They've ran this race. They've made it. They have completed it. It's a big comfort for us to know that they are now in the presence of the Lord. Hell's not their home, but heaven is their home, and they will be there for all of eternity, forever and ever and ever. And guess what? We walk along that path too. We get to go. Amen? Now that, folks, just, it just uplifts my heart. My wife and daughter are homesick this morning, but I know that when we pray that God can touch them. You know her testimony, some big things have been touched. Well, let me tell you something. He's the God of the big things and the little things. All things to God are little things. Amen? So we give him the praise for that. But he said, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. I want you to ask yourself this question. Can I really and truly say the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want? I can. Sometimes the devil tries to get me to go on a path saying that I can't, but I can. Now that's a big statement to make in this world that we live in today that plays on everything that we want. Starting this weekend, there are all kinds of gadgets out on the market to replace the one you got last year because it ain't as good. Man, there's a dude in Florida been camping out for three weeks to get inside of a Best Buy. Can you believe that? In a tent. More power to you, buddy. Here's my question. If this product here is so grand and you're such a good, wonderful maker of products, why in the world is it only good for a year? Oh, it'll last longer. I've had this one for three years. It can't do the things that the other ones can. Some of them, man, they can probably get up and fix breakfast for you, but the thing is, they play because we're never content. We live in a society today that is not content with things. We always want something changed. We always want something different. We always need a little tweak here and a little tweak there. These are the things that we're saying, but David tells us here, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Now, we looked last week that Paul talked in Philippians. He said, not that I speak in regard to need, I have, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere, and everywhere in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, 
both to bound and to need suffer. I've learned that the secret of being content in every situation, whether fed or hungry, I can be content in the Lord. Because I know, Brother Eddie, that he's going to take care of me. He made me that promise today that he knocked on my heart's door, on your heart's door. I'm going to be here. I'm going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm going to be here, and we're going to get through this. And through all of this, we're going to grow. He loves us that much, just like we love our children. I love to see my children grow. I love it whenever they are able to help me with spiritual needs sometimes. And they do. They're littler than me, and they're younger than me. They're almost the same age as me, though, as a Christian. And boy, they got some sponge brains. And sometimes, I thank God to say, thank you, Lord, that you just gave me something using one of them. Because you see, no matter whether we, Paul said, you know, I I come to you thanking you that, that you have provided for me. And matter of fact, if you go on down in that chapter in Philippians, it's 4 and 16, I think, or 19. Somebody help me that knows, but. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. In Christ Jesus. You've got to put the in Christ Jesus. He will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. It all belongs to him. Amen. And so it's pretty easy when we get that inside of our spirits and we know the air I'm breathing, the Lord's giving it to me. He don't give it to me, I don't breathe. Nobody can make it happen. Oh, they can fill the tank up, but it'll run out. But God says, I'll supply you. As long as it needs to be done, I'll supply you. I have a plan for you, and I'm going to supply your needs. No matter what it is. So it's pretty easy when we get there and know that every single thing that we have, the knowledge that we have, what's been poured into our hearts, what's come into our spirits to pray. How we've grown. Can you say you've grown with the Lord over the last several years? Every one of us should be saying that. We need to still be growing. We still need to be seeking to grow with him. And he will get the glory for it, but we have that. And we start to grow. And everything that we go through is something that's taken us to the next level. Got to have this before you can add on to this. So he will supply our needs. He will give us everything that we need. In order, not all that we want, but everything we need to do what he has asked us to do, to help us to grow, to advance his kingdom. So it's pretty easy to say that statement. That is a bold statement. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. I don't have a need of a want of anything because he knows what I need. He will take care of me. He loves me. He created me. Can you say that to yourself? He created me and he loves me. And no matter what you're facing today, whether you're on a high road or a low road, he knows all about it. It didn't sneak up on him. He's got it. He says, I got this. That's your 20%. God says, I got this. Hang on to me. In every situation, we are to be thankful. And a lot of times we see in the Bible that, that the Lord is comparing us to sheep. And that's not necessarily a compliment. As a matter of fact, it's not. Sheep ain't too bright. Now we got all worked up on this fellow, been on the news for the last couple of weeks calling the, the stupidity of the American people. I don't want to go there. Why did I even say that? 
But the Lord's comparing us to sheep for a reason, telling us, you know, you're not too bright. You need me. And I tell you, when we get to the place that we really and truly know that we need him, because whenever we do it on our own, something always gets a little messed up. Now, sheep will go, and they will feed on a piece of land until they have nothing else to eat. They'll run that piece of land unless the shepherd prods them along. They've got to move along. They've got to be sent on to better pasture. They'll sit there and eat it up to nothing. Or if you've got fences up, you start rotating fields and things like that to grow them. But that's just how they are. They just they look for the next bite. They're not looking down the road. They're looking for the next bite. I'm hungry. I want food. And that's how sheep are. They'll get themselves in trouble. They'll follow a line of grass. I mean, you know, you know, you know how you look around yards sometimes and you can see like this one strip of grass that like it grows like in a day after you've mowed it. It's already back this high again. It's a water source or something there. Something's feeding it. The rest of the yard looks good, but this one patch is just out. It's greener. It's better. Now, a sheep will follow that. He'll get on that thing, and he says, man, this is good eating. And he won't even look up. He'll just follow his way along. Just look at, man, this is good eating. And before long, he can get himself in trouble. Before long, he can look up and say, the rest of the flock, where are they? They didn't follow me. Where are they? Sheep can do that. They'll get themselves out on a limb somewhere and get themselves in trouble because they're not looking ahead. They're not listening to the shepherd. Brother Gene, I'm going to use something you use. I don't know if you remember this. It's been several years ago. The Bible says that thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I never forgot that. We was in this building. I remember right after we moved in, and it was a Wednesday night. And that sticks with me, man. I'll tell you what, you sowed something, brother, because it's growing. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He is our shepherd. We have to have a shepherd. He is the good shepherd. And his sheep know his voice. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now in this picture that, I wish I'd have brought a stick with me. Just picture it in your mind. Sometimes we go into some places that God needs us to go. There's a green pasture over here. I need to take you over to this place. And he has to lead us. And maybe the path is narrow. You know, the Lord told us in the Bible that narrow is the way that leads to righteousness. And few there be there that find it. And so he starts leading us up this path. We have to hear his voice and follow him. And if there are a bunch of them, it's nighttime, maybe it's dark. And they're on this narrow cliff ledge like this, getting ready to, you know, if you fall off, it's, it's Katie Barted or you're done. And over here is a wall, so you can't go too far this way. You have to follow the path. You have to hear the master's voice. And his rod and his staff comforts us. This is Thanksgiving, by the way. His rod and staff comforts us. You see, a... a his rod is a big long stick. It's got a curly cue up on the top of it, a cane hook. And as he walks, and he's putting that staff down, they're hearing his footfalls. Maybe if he's on soft ground. You ever took a stick on soft ground? And when you put that thing down, you can still hear it. It's a little thump, a little vibration. And these sheep are listening to that. They hear his voice and they hear where he's stepping. 
Sometimes it might get a little muffled, but it is imperative that they listen to where he's going. And so they are blinded. You know, sheep don't see good. They don't see very well at all. And so they're walking and they're listening to his footfalls. They're listening to his voice, his still, small voice. And he makes a turn. Maybe his voice gets faint and that cane hook is still going down. And they're walking along as if their eyes are closed. And they know, oh, we're getting close to the edge, but I hear him over here. It's time for me to turn. Man, if he'd only been able to see. Sometimes it's good that we're blinded to things that surround us and happening. Because you ever had the devil sneak in, get in your mind, get in your brain, and build something huge out of nothing? Or maybe it is something. And the devil will still take it and try to build it into something huge. But I shall fear no evil. No weapon that has prospered against me will prosper. We all can say that. So if I'm listening to the shepherd and he says, turn now, and you turn, you know, you can honestly say, Jesus is saying, I got this. And he leads us to this place of where these green pastures are. Picture it in your mind. Green pastures. Lush green grass, the kind that you want. He leads me beside the still water. Sheep don't like rushing water. So what does he do? He creates a dam somewhere. He leads them to a place to where he can slow that water down because it, they're afraid of it. They can't see it good. They can hear it. And they're afraid of that rushing water. So God can take that rushing water and build a dam, put some rocks in there, and all of a sudden now you've got a nice, deep, beautiful pool. Are you picturing that in your mind? You know, I, I can, you know, we used to go and ride inner tubes on a river back home, and it was fun, and it was this one place that it had some rapids, but they weren't like too bad. It was just like a big, long, slick rock. It had some upraised places in it. Man, you go down that thing just to bounce, and it was about 30 yards long. We'd get out and go back up and ride it down again. But before you got to the thing, you could hear that rumbling of the water. But in the bottom of it was this big pool that you could swim in. I mean, it was deep. They used to break horses in there. And so, God had made something there. He'd taken a place in the river and he had fixed it up to where now here's a nice pool. You see, he leads us to these places to where we can have the green grass, to where we can have that calm pool of water, that refreshing drink. You know in the summertime when you're outside working in the weeds and you're getting all thirsted or hay, that's the world's worst. And there's nothing like a good drink of water to revive you. I mean, you just get weak. And you just get a drink of, a drink of water. I'm not talking about a whole gallon, but a drink does something for you. And that's what he does for us. He is our shepherd. And he leads us in the paths of righteousness. He takes us down these roads that we have to walk on because he loves us. Maybe I'm going down a road right now that is to uplift Brother Eddie. Maybe I'm going down a road that's going to uplift Brother Eddie and me. No matter what it is, the Lord is leading us on a path and we listen to his voice and he'll take us to where we need to be. And he will take care of us. Why? Because he's our shepherd. And sometimes we start walking on roads that we shouldn't be walking on. And the Lord says, I didn't make this. 
but I'm going to let you go on. You know why? Because he knows the beginning to the end. He already knows what kind of trouble you're going to get into. He already knows how he's going to fix it. He already knows how he's going to bring you in to where you are closer to him. Every day that we grow, that we wake up, we need to be growing closer to Jesus. Amen? Let's give the Lord some praise right now for that. Every day we got to be getting a little bit closer. Every day we go through something that does not feel good sometimes. You might go six months and you're, oh, everything's just hunky-dory. Y'all know that term, hunky-dory? People up north used to use that a lot when I worked up there. That means it's good. And then all of a sudden, autumn seems to drop out. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Some of my own doing, some of somebody else's doing, whatever it is, it just the road gets rocky. And then we all of a sudden get to the place that we forget because we don't do Thanksgiving every day. The Lord is still saying, I got this. Just hang on to me. And when we get to the end, you're going to see where I'm leading you to. He led them through this narrow mountain pass to a place where there were some still waters and some green pastures where they could lay down and rest and take it easy. See, sometimes we get on some other paths. We don't listen to his voice. Because pride likes to slip into us. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. I'm going to tell you what, that's something that's running rampant today. I know, I was in managerial work. Managed people. Tell somebody they got to do something. And boy, they'll lock up, they'll put the binders on right now and they will, they don't care how right it is. They're, they're just in their spirit to fight, to be against it. We are so in that today. In this time frame that we're living in today, that's why these companies are running crazy with us, feeding our needs. Not our needs, but our wants. And we start down a path that we should not be on, and the Lord, guess what, saw it from the very beginning. He knew it was coming, and he says, if you would just listen to me, I got this, but the only way you're getting through it, the only way you're getting out of it, is you've got to hang on to me. Because if you don't hang on to me, I'm going to stand here and wait on you. I'll do everything I can to get you on the right path, but you have choices to make. And I'll get you through it. When you get on the other side, you're going to have a good testimony. Amen? we got so much to be thankful for. We have so much. Every day we could fill our days up with thanksgiving. But the Lord sees us and sometimes we call on him and we say, Lord, we need you. I need you, Jesus, because somewhere or another, the trickery of the devil, because let me tell you what, you're not above being tricked of the devil. I don't care who it is. Superman preacher or whoever, the devil can trick you. Put that in your mind. Put it down straight. Wake up every day knowing there's an enemy out there. And without Jesus, he can trip me. He can point me in the wrong direction. And the next thing you know, I'm in trouble. And he wants me to blame God. He wants me to do all these things. And he will send all these forces to try to take you down. But can I tell you something? The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. I can trust in him. No matter what's coming, he says, I got this. 
I saw it from the beginning. I know how it's going to end up, and I got this, and you need to hang on to me. Why? Because when we get through it on the other side, there's a testimony that's going to give Jesus glory. Every one of us have that. And sometimes when we're walking down this path that we're on, and we call on Him, He comes to our rescue. He brings His truth. Boy, is God's truth sometimes a hard thing to swallow? Well, you gotta get an amen, maybe? Somebody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes God's truth is a difficult thing. Boy. And thank God for those that He uses that is willing to be used by Him, because that's even another uncomfortable spot to be in. Think of the doctor that walks into the young man who's getting married, everything's looking good, and he finds out he went for a checkup, something maybe showed up in the blood work or something, and he goes for a checkup, and they're getting ready to get married. they got this big shindig plan, and he says, you got cancer, and you're about to die. Your world can get turned upside down real quick, and it's hard to have that Thanksgiving. But Lord, we had so many plans. Lord, we prayed for you about this. I believe you gave me this woman. Because I waited on you. I waited on you to lead this and guide this. And the devil and everybody else will get on that bandwagon of saying, oh, how bad it is. Can I tell you something? You're not in any place today that is so bad that God can't take care of it. I don't care what's going on in your body physically. I don't care what's going on spiritually. I don't care if you've got whatever kind of problems that you're having that the devil's trying to use to tear you down. God says, I got this. And we have reason to be thankful. Sometimes when he comes to rescue us, he goes over here, we've gotten away from the flock. We've gotten away from this herd. And we're all alone. And the devil is sitting here waiting to come in and to devour us. He goes about seeking whom he may devour. And let me tell you something. He is no respecter of persons neither because he'll chew you up just as quick as he'll chew me up or anyone else. If he can rob God from someone from the kingdom, someone of being able to receive salvation, Now, I'm not preaching a different word. I'm giving you some reality there. Amen? He don't care about who we are. He, 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 knows, he, he cares about who we know. But he really, knows, he really is worried about what's inside of our hearts. Because when we get to the place that we're following Jesus, when we get to the place we're going to worship Jesus no matter what, I wish we'd take some of our stubbornness one time and just say, you know what, devil, I'm going to worship anyway. You're not going to stop me. Send what you want to send. I don't care, but I'm going to worship God. I'm going to give Him praise. I'm going to lift His name up on high. I'm still going to call upon Him when I get in trouble. I'm still going to call on Him for my friends. And I'm still going to call on Him for my enemies. Bring it on, devil, if that's what you want to do. But I'm not going to stop. I'm going to continue to give God the glory. I'm going to continue to give God the glory. We have to have that every day. And the only way that we can have that mindset is if we go into it looking that He is my shepherd and I shall not want. So anything that comes in as a want, I need to dispel it and say, what do you want, Lord? Amen. And He loves us so much. He'll come over and pick us up out of the mud and the mire and the places that we are. He'll come over and He'll grab us because He loves us. I don't care where you are. I don't care what it is. There ain't nothing that's never been invented. It's so bad that Jesus can't walk into it and His glory will shine and all this darkness will flee and He'll be able to grab His people. Those that'll take His hand, He'll pull them up out of it. 
And just like the Hebrew children with, when they was going out of Egypt in three days. Oh, can that tells us something about us, eh? That tells us something about us. In three days, they was ready to go back. Can you imagine that? This generation grew up as slaves. 430 years with a brother Gene. They'd been in slavery and bondage. And in three days, after God gets them out of it, they want to go back. Why? God says, no, you're not going back. Let me lead you over here. here here's, a, here's, a, here's a river. Here's a big lake. Here's a big ocean. Oh, there comes Pharaoh's army. Uh-oh, what are you going to do now? Oh, we're going to trust God. And we go through on dry ground, and his water comes in, and he washes away Pharaoh's army. And yet we still go for 40 years in this wilderness longing for the things of Egypt. Can I tell you something? If it's something that brings disunity to the body of Christ, it's longing for Egypt. Let me say it one more time. You can get on board if you want. If it's something that brings disunity to the body of Christ, it's Egypt. It's something from Egypt. Right? Because God's doing something everywhere, His own way, the way He wants to do it, how He wants to do it. And He says, I got this. But He'll go over and He'll get this little lamb, this dumb sheep that has wandered off on His own mind and His own way and got himself in trouble. And he calls on Jesus. And he goes to pick him up. He knows his voice. He's been following him, but he kind of got away from that. And he says, I'm going to get you. He knows his voice, but yet he wants to struggle. I don't know if I want to go back over there. This is not too bad as long as you're here. Lord says, no. This is not where you belong. I'm here to get you out of this. He might have to reach down and crack the leg of that lamb. He can't walk now. You don't see no three-legged sheep much. They're gawky enough as it is on four. And then he picks it up and throws it on his shoulder. This is how much I love you. And he starts walking, and he's still talking to this lamb. Now, this lamb's hurting. He's got his leg broke. Anybody ever had a bone broke? It hurts. I broke a leg and dislocated a shoulder. I don't want to do it again. But the whole time he is nursing this animal back to physical health and spiritual health. He needs to be close into the bosom of the Lord to hear his heartbeat. You know how babies are, you know, I can hold a baby and they get to crying and I can snuggle them real close and they still cry. <laughs> Even my own children. But boy, when they got to mama... Sometimes it was just holding and putting that little ear right here. And she, my heartbeat don't beat like sweetie. I got a real slow, methodical heartbeat. If it goes on numbers, I'll probably live to be 180. Sweetie's got a fast one. She's just, that's just how she is. That's how she's made. And them babies knew, boy, when mama got a hold of them, they could hear that. That's what they've been hearing since they've been started. You see, that's how we are. We've got to sometimes go back to where we first heard Jesus' voice. And sometimes he's got to break our leg because he is our shepherd. He loves us. And he's going to take care of us so that he can nurse us back and 
so that he says, guess what? Now I'm going to get some glory because you who have now grown in me even more than what you were before, oh, I'm really going to get some glory now because you know what? Once again, you got to see the power of God. Amen. So this morning, if you'll stand to your feet, Brother George, y'all can give us something maybe. I want to invite you this morning. If you want to come up to the altar and pray, you're more than welcome to. If you just want to give God glory, you can do that. You can do it where you're seated. If you have a need from God, that's okay. We can ask Him. Even on the day of Thanksgiving, we can still make our needs known to Him. He just wants to talk to us. He wants to hear from us. We have so much to be thankful for. So much to be thankful for. And so, as you fill out your request today, let us join with you in praises. I've got some praises that they're not that great, even not fun looking back on, but I know they was necessary. They had to happen. Because I was just too stupid to get it any other way, so the Lord said, I've got to do it this way. But we can give him praise, because he ain't going to walk out on us. He's going to be there every day, Brother Gene. No matter where we've been, no matter what's going on, the Lord is going to be there to carry us. He's going to be there to lead us if we just hang on and listen. Amen? If we'll just give Him praise. He inhabits our praises. And so this morning, I want us to do that. You can have a need. That's okay. That's fine. If you want to come and pray this morning, come and pray. Somebody might pray with you. I don't know. But let's give Him glory in the house this morning. Maybe where you're at, you can stay seated. It doesn't matter. But spend some time right now thanking God for everything that he's brought you through, everything that he's brought you to. Because I'm going to tell you now, if he brings you to it, he will bring you through it. He'll get us through it no matter what it is.